Hello podcast listening world. Um, this is my second episode. It's It will be with Jaime de Rayon, um, lifelong resident. Well, he doesn't live there anymore, but he lived in Little Village um, where I grew up. And um, he's a... He's a comedian, he puts together comedy shows, um, he's a county worker currently, uh, funny guy, um, definitely was on the, the list when I was looking for someone to interview for this podcast, a real Chicagoan, and um, I think you'll enjoy this interview. Um, again, uh, follow, subscribe, whatever term they, that, whatever part podcast service uses um give me five stars it'll help me move up in the ranks um and yeah here we go Jaime de Leon my tocayo Chicago, the podcast. Um, I'm here with Jaime de Leon, um, my tocayo, I guess you could say. Um, he's a city worker by day. County. County worker by day. Um, stand-up comedian by night. Slash <laughs> actor. <laughs> slash actor. In local commercials. <laughs> Right, right, El Jefe, El Jefe, I forgot about yeah. that. Um, so, yeah. Um, slash comedy show producer. Slash comedy show producer. Wilson Stand-Up. Do you have um, any kind of handle, Twitter handle? Yeah, I'm on Twitter at uh, D. Leon Jaime and IG at Lions Lens. With a Z. Follow me. Um, I let's just just jump right in. So you were saying that you had a friend that uh, had a soccer name, soccer team name Real Chicago. Yes, that's right. Uh, many of my closest friends were on this team. Does the team still exist? No, no. But it's so funny that like. They just mentioned it because apparently they found out some other team took their name. <laughs> so they were upset. I was like, eh, well, you know, it was bound to happen. Well, I mean, it's a, like having that real, real yeah. is a common thing in uh, soccer yeah. names, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't really get it, but yeah, I guess, you know. Well, I mean, I think the word is royal. Doesn't it, doesn't it mean royal? And yeah, I, like the entomology it, of stuff really like words really interest me but I've never really like dove into like I think that's what it means in Spanish I'm not sure I could be wrong but uh yeah and I mean when I came up with the name what was I thinking I mean I was just like I want people to know the real Chicago so I mean it was really a no-brainer right I'm just like all right let's let's call it real Chicago I uh, registered it and there was no like clash like no other podcast had the same name oh cool so very cool I was like all right let's do it and I, I after I like registered it and I submitted it it was verified and all that stuff I was um I typed it in just to see if what pops up. Yeah. And it didn't pop up. So I was like scrolling through all the podcasts with Chicago in it. And yeah. there was hundreds, if not thousands of podcasts. Huh. And I was like, crap. But, um, I mean... What were those? What were some of those about? The, I mean, there was like a lot of sports. Chicago sports. sports. Yeah. Um, there was a, a lot of realty. Uh, okay. <laughs> realty Chicago podcast. Realty. Yeah. Um, uh, Damn, I didn't even know what realtors have podcasts. What the fuck? Uh, apparently they do. And I was, what in the world? I, I, Those I guys just, hustle. 
it just kept on going and going and going and like uh, I mean like you've heard about the census right that Chicago uh, gained population while the rest of the uh, state lost population did we gain yeah. I thought it was just that we hadn't lost as many no, no, there was an actual gain. I don't oh, wow. know. I don't okay. know the number. I didn't. Uh... Uh, let me guess. Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were at the uh, Mexican Independence Day parade one year, and it was like you know how everyone gathers, and my uncle looks around. He's like, "Where the hell did all these damn Mexicans come from?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you 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 grew up in Little Village, right? Yeah. Was that your first like home where you? No, uh, when I was born, we lived in Pilsen. We lived on um, 21st Place in Halsted, which is just down the block from Skylark, the bar. On Halsted? On Halsted. So there's these two apartment buildings. There's Garcia's Liquors, mm -hmm. and then uh, there's that's an apartment building, and then across the street is another apartment building. So that's the apartment building we lived in. Right. When I was born, so it still exists. It's still there, yeah, yeah. yeah but it's poof, a whole other deal, right, right, you know. Right, right. So, oh, but the building is still there. There was a restaurant that was pretty popular, you know, maybe like ten years ago, uh, called like I don't know, wood firewood, wood fire. Um, uh, I know which one, Elmwood. And something wood, right? Something wood. It was right on the corner right there. Yeah. And uh, they that, had like a wood oven. That doesn't exist anymore. No, no, no. It's been gone for a while. But that's the building, yeah, that I lived in when I was born. And then um, after I went to a school called, uh, I went to two schools in Pilsen, Providence of God, was a Catholic school and uh, Walsh Elementary School. I did kindergarten there. And then we moved to Little Village in 1980. And uh, when we got here, I or got to the neighborhood, I started at Epiphany uh, in the uh, second grade. And you still there the whole, your whole elementary? Yeah. Yeah, graduated from there. Ah, what year did you graduate? Um, 87. 87. Alright, yeah. yeah. calculations. I went to Whitney. Eli Whitney. Oh, okay. Um, and I ended up going to the agricultural school on 111. Oh, no shit. Yeah. I mean, um, I applied for all, like... You know, that was a pretty decent school, right? It's a really good school. Yeah. I, I was a horrible student, did not take advantage of it at all. Hmm. Um, I applied to Bogan, Kennedy, Curie. Um, yeah. I avoided Farragut. After all those schools basically rejected me, um, I was going to Farragut. And then, lo and behold, I got a letter saying that the Agri Chicago High School for Agricultural Science. Oh, so you never, you never started at Farragut? No. Okay, yeah, you were going to fucking... Make your way from Cape Town over to uh, right, right, to, uh, uh, the, the east side of Lawndale, right? <laughs> well, I mean, that's another thing, too. Um, were, were you ever recruited or tried to be recruited into a game? No, but I was uh, definitely uh, bothered by like uh, picked on, or? I, I, yeah. There was this one particular two six that had it out for me. And uh, he uh, chased me. Supposedly, he acted like he had a piece on him. And, uh, you know, he just got mad because, like, he got into a fight with my friend and I defended him. And then, that, like, after that, he had it out for me, you know. And that, that was the kind of the thing in the neighborhood. It's like, you're either a gangbanger or you're not. Right. There's no, there's no gray area there. Or is there? I think there's there's a, a few guys who try to, to to live in that gray area. There was definitely some guys who were like, nah, you know, I just hang out with them, you know. Right. Bullshit, <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, the way I remember it is if, if you got a tattoo, 
a game oh, tattoo. Oh, forget about it. You were it. Forget right? it. Right? You were it. Yeah. If you got a tattoo and if you like started wearing the fucking hair. The color. The, the shag and the, you know, you started. Well, well, that hair was so bad, dude. Well, you remember K-Ton in the 80s then. It was like, it was like Mexicans trying to look like freaking like. Rednecks <laughs> <laughs> with the with the mullets with the mullets with the mullet shags. I remember that. I mean, it was totally. That's that's one of the things I was telling. Um, because there was a lot of DJs in the neighborhood, and on pretty much all the DJs I remember had those mullets. Yeah, DJs, you said. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like the comb back hair, but they had. Yeah, yeah, like a like a hockey mullet. <laughs> With the, and then they used the dippity do styling gel to keep for the it, sides, bro. To, to keep it. <laughs> Don't make me name names. <laughs> and, they're, they're friends of mine still. <laughs> and that's another thing, too. I mean, you can name names, but you absolutely do not have to. Like in my, the last interview I had, I was like, yeah, I think I know you from so-and-so, but that guy's an asshole, so I don't even want to bring him up. I don't even want to mention his name. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, obviously, you graduated from Epiphany, right? Mm-hmm. Did you have friends that went to Good Shepherd? Uh, or was there a rivalry there? Yeah. No, I mean, I knew people, because um, we had, like, a, a teen... I was in the teen club. Okay. In the Epiphany teen club. And there was there was, some, a, there was a Good Shepherd team club. There was a, there was people we would do stuff together. There were people people from Good Shepherd would come to to our stuff, and we would you know go on trips and stuff. I I had a I had a when we I was in team club for geez it must have been like three months or something like that. Yeah. And when we first arrived there, I was with my friend um, and he stopped in his tracks as we were going into like the gathering room or whatever it's called i forget what it's called he yeah. stopped in his tracks and he's like i'm like what what happened he's like i used to talk shit to that lady and when i was in little league <laughs> <laughs> and and, and i was like i was like yeah she probably doesn't remember like like it was, i mean at that time you know five years ago was like you know yeah. ages ago and I, I you know i don't think she remembered him at all but mm. He, he remembers, like, and it was the lady who was kind of running the program. Okay. And I, I, I know who she is, but again, I don't want to, uh, I, mean, I mean, is that normal for, like, to kind of keep names from people you're talking about on a podcast, you know? I mean, I guess it's, nah, you know, it's like, it, it depends on, like, whether or not, yeah, it's like joke writing, right? Like, is it necessary? Right. Yeah, like, is it necessary for the point or for the story, like, to name the person? If it's not, then it's like, why, why you know? Why, right, right, because the, the tone and the temperature right. of the, I did air quotes, temperature yeah. of the joke doesn't have to be, um, include names. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, uh, well, like I said, it's all about the story, like... Is your story still interesting without naming the person? Right, and I mean, is how would you describe your joke development? Because um, I've heard from comedians that the story doesn't have to be true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I would say, um, I would say like ninety percent of my jokes are are based in truth and been something that actually happened or an actual thought that I had when something happened. Right. You know. Do you write um, down and develop stuff or you just kind of bounce it around? I, I, I've, I've uh, rarely ever completely write out a joke. Um, what I do is I just, I just t tell it to myself over and over again and so until you feel it kind of hash it out until i feel like yeah i like you know i like the words i chose and i can i've said it to myself enough where i can remember it and then you get that rhythm right that cadence right 
Yes, yes, like where, where should I pause? I'm over here taking notes. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And, um, and just the word choice is just, just is so important, you know? And, and I, I mean, I've heard that old school comics used to have like, like index size drawers, index card size drawers, just fill them up and just write a joke, put it in there, write a joke, put it in yeah. there, write a joke, yeah. put it in there. Well, now we have Google Docs <laughs> <laughs> and iPhones. <laughs> Right, so. so people still do it. They just don't have to write it on index cards. Oh, right, you know right. what I'm saying? So you're saying that you got your, your yeah. Notes. Everybody has to. I mean, a lot of comics still like write, write, like in yeah. a, in a, a notebook. Right. You know. Well, um, I I went to um. I went and it's gonna be a little weird, especially because I know you throw comedy shows, but the first actual comedy show I went to was in Greenwich Village. At the, oh, right. at the, it's called the, the, the Fat Black Pussycat. Fat, uh -huh. It's a satellite of the Comedy Cellar. Oh. Okay. So we were trying to get into the Comedy Cellar. Um, we know somebody that knows somebody that was going to get us in there. And it was all basically sold out. So they were like, go to the Fat Black Pussycat. There's the, the like a satellite uh, comedy seller so we went over there we were on the waiting list and it was the first time I experienced that whole like host you know you know warming up the crowd and then having you know com comedians come up and you know do the routine and go you know and okay. another one comes on when I went there I thought it was gonna be um, like, like one guy oh. one guy st stands up there um, says like you know 20 minutes of jokes and he's gone it turned out to be like I don't know if I remember correctly like two hours yeah the, the what I was gonna get to is that uh, do you remember any of the comedians I, I the last one was Judah Judah Freelander from uh, uh, 30 Rock okay the guy with the glasses yeah the Run DMC glasses and, yeah 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 I know who he is yeah and there was another guy named Mateo He's an Italian and uh, Puerto Rican and Mexicano. Oh, okay. Oh, Mateo. Um, was he from Chicago? I I, I forget. There's a, there was a Mateo. Uh, fuck was it? I know. I don't. I don't want to. I don't know if that's bad etiquette that I would go digging into my phone. No, you're not stage. So. <laughs> well, see, that was the thing I was gonna say is that he had a notepad. He had a notepad and he was trying out jokes. That's weird. So um, he, he ended up appearing on the Comedy Cellar um, TV show that they had on Comedy Central. And he repeated those jokes, the ones that worked. Oh, well, um, I, I, maybe he was just trying out new stuff. Right. And, and, you know, but I don't know. You, uh, I, maybe maybe that show lent itself for that type of like casualness, but usually you shouldn't. You know, I don't but, know unless you're like some big time dude. Like, hey, I'm gonna some new jokes. Well, Judah Judah Freeland, he was freestyling. Yeah. He was like, um, give me a topic. Oh, oh yeah, wow. Okay. He was asking the, the the crowd like, give me a topic, and people would yell stuff out, and there was one guy. I don't know if he was British or Australian. Wasn't laughing at anything the whole show. And of course he started shit talking shit to him. I don't remember the jokes, but he started, you know, asking them like, why ain't you laughing? Blah, blah, blah. And the guy's like, you, ain't, you guys ain't funny. You know, it's really, really me. <laughs> Have you, okay, here's, here's a good one. Have you ever um, dealt with a heckler? Yeah. Yeah, but nobody ever like that terrible. Uh, <laughs> I found that in most of uh, my uh, situations, ignoring them, at, at least initially, uh, helps. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't even, 
If you don't, if if you just like raise your voice and make sure your joke is heard over this heckler, and you don't even look in their direction. <laughs> yeah, you know. It kind of gets drowned it, out. Yeah, you know, it it can. Uh, but then again, there's people that will just continue. But I've never had any like really bad luck with any uh, major hecklers. Uh, one time it was my own fucking friend, and I was like, oh my god, why did I bring you to the show? <laughs> Is he as drunk as fuck? Uh, and, uh, of course. Uh, yeah, I was like, ah. I like, bro, pff, I had to tell him from the stage, shut up. <laughs> you know, to my own friend, like, who came with me. Like, I'm like, I'm like. I mean, I mean, so, if I were ever to... And, and he will not remain nameless. His name is Cesar <laughs> <laughs> And it was at the House of Blues. You want, you want the world to And he embarrassed me. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, if I were to ever do something like that, I wouldn't invite friends and family. Hell no. I mean, that, that's asking a lot. Man. Well, he that, that, normally it's fine. You know, that normally they all know how to behave. But this guy was just, you know, <laughs> es, es pinche, es pinche chilango, you know. So he's, he's got that in him. Yeah. You know, you just got to release it with uh, trago. <laughs> Once he gets a little bit in him, that's it. Yeah. I mean, okay. Um, what... what what got you? I mean, what what got you the courage to want to like, like, like even stand up there and spit some jokes, man? Um. Uh. So, I went to South America like eleven years ago. I went to work on a, a, a project, uh, like a little uh, video project that I got a grant for, and just my experience, like right off the bat in Venezuela, was just like trippy man like it was just so funny to me so I, I just like the whole time I was there I thought like man when I get back I, I gotta tell people like like what uh, happened uh, okay give me give me one example like something uh, that stood oh, so out just, so, so just like like the day we landed in in Caracas Venezuela um it, it the 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 female shape uh of the women in downtown Caracas was like shockingly different <laughs> than anywhere I had ever been, right? Like every woman like just had this amazing hourglass figure, <laughs> you know, and it was just like, we are, we, you know, uh, you know, and then this, Is that because of like a high protein diet or? <laughs> so listen, so you know, we were just, yeah, we were getting neck sprains. <laughs> Your head was on a swivel. And then, um, and then we went to a bar to get some food and it hit me, right? I was just like, hello. I said, you know, I was with a friend of mine and, uh, who was working on it with me. And I said, um, I said, hey man, dude reason they're all like amazingly buxom you know it's because they're out th like plastic surgery is huge here mm -hmm. right it's just like it's like cheap and it's just common as fuck yeah. right and he was like no that can't be it right. that can't it's got it can't i was like bro it's huge here like and so we asked our server, this young dude, we were like, Oye, you know, se hace mucho la, la cirugía plástica aquí de las mujeres. He's like, oh, sí, todas. He's like, mi novia se puso las tetas, mi hermana se va a poner las tetas. Todas se la ponen, es bien barato. I was like, really? I was like, you see, dude? And then I talked to someone else. Um, and they were like, look, women from Spain will fly down here, get plastic surgery, stay at a luxury hotel for a week to recover, fly back to Spain, and it'll still be cheaper than doing it in Spain. And I was like, wow. 
I mean, I mean, wow. And, so, and, and, and it, it, just, it just felt, and maybe it was because we were in the big, in the like downtown, the richest part yeah. of the whole country, which was downtown Caracas, Venezuela. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it'd probably be less if we were, you know, in a, in a more. I mean, you know, but it, it makes you wonder, like, being, you know, fairly inexpensive, like, I mean, would you trust those surgeries, though, you know? I mean, that's, you know, I mean, it's, question, it's, it's, but uh, it's, obviously it's, enough, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's hasn't, doesn't have a, a bad enough reputation where they're not going right, to get right, it, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but I think that it's not, you know, Venezuela is probably the leader, but like, I know for a fact, actually, that it's also very common in places like Colombia and, and Ecuador, um, and Mexico to an extent, but not not I think as much. Um, anyways, <laughs> so um, um, the the reason you got into comedy? Well, so so I just I just thought that like I kind of find a way to tell people about these funny things that are happening to me. Yeah. And so you know I thought maybe when I get back I wasn't even thinking about stand up comedy per se. I was just, uh. just thinking about like getting on a mic and talking about like this stuff and um anyways i got home and we would me and my friends would hang out at this bar called uh martin's corner on uh i know 22nd yeah 22nd place in hoing mm -hmm. and um and they they started letting this little group do improv okay and uh it was like you know for young white kids, and it was terrible. Yeah. You know, I was like, what the? And the only people that came were like, you know, five of their friends. Right. Nobody, like, nobody, people would literally act like it was a completely separate event. Like, <laughs> we, ain't got nothing, we ain't got nothing to do with them white people over there. Like, <laughs> we're just here to have some beers, right? It was weird, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, and, 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 and do, do you remember anybody that was doing it? How long ago was it? I didn't know these people. Right. This was 20, 2011. Okay. And so I was like, oh, if they're going to let, if you're gonna, they're going to let these guys do, <laughs> do some uh, so-called improv, <laughs> um, they should let me do some stand-up. And so I talked to, you know, the, uh, the owner's sister yeah. who worked there, Cindy. Uh, who actually just backed away, rest in peace. Um, yeah. Uh, and she was like, we're going to, or her brother, the owner, Martin, he told me, he was like, hey, we're going to do a, an open mic. So why don't you just sign up for that open mic? Right. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, he's like, yeah, it's next week, you know. I'm like, okay, cool, put me on, you know. Yeah. So then I... Told all my friends about it, you know, they showed up, but I had like 20 friends there. Nice. And, um, and then I was like, hey, uh, who else is on the list for this open mic? And they were like, no, it's just you. <laughs> I was like, oh. Okay. You're the show. I'm like, well, who's the host of the open mic? Who's hosting? Yeah. They know we don't have a host. <laughs> I was like, what the? So there was just like a little like stage and a mic. Yeah. And I had to ask uh, my friend Cesar Nunez to get up there and introduce me. <laughs> <laughs> so he did. And, oh, that's cool. Uh, that, was, that was nice of him. Yeah. And then, then I, I, then I did like 25, 30 minutes of just. Just talking about stuff. Like some planned out stuff and some shit I just decided to talk about. That's a, that's a good amount of time, man. Yeah, it was. It was. I think I was just like started. You know, it was all my friends. So all right. I mean, I think that's there one was of some the... cops there, so I had <laughs> Isn't that one of the biggest hurdles, kind of like being funny to strangers, right? Yeah, but sometimes your friends are tougher on you. <laughs> you know, sometimes strangers are a little nicer. Well, in, in all transparency, I went to Second City for improv. Okay. Um, okay. I, I, I don't think I know, right? 
Huh? My apologies. Right? No, but I, I don't think I was funny. Um, I when I started there, I had no idea what improv was. Mm. Um, it wasn't until afterwards when I was done, where I was like, oh, okay, I get it, you know. And it kind of sucks because I did five levels there and I didn't, like, I guess I'm a slow learner, but mm. um, I kind of wish that I knew at the beginning what I knew at the end. Which is, I mean, mm. it's kind of impossible, but... Um, so you, you, you felt you got better? I, I think um, I think I got timing better. Oh, okay. One of the things they, uh, at, at the improv class, they talk about is um, definitely timing and to be confident in what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Because it's improv, you have to kind of come up with stuff on the fly, you know? Yeah, yeah. And if you're not, um, if you're not uh, confident in what you're saying, then the, the audience is not going to be, they're not going to buy it. Right, 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 right. For sure. Um, but, I mean, that was my thing. Um, and mm-hmm. I, and my, I think my, Classmates are fucking hilarious, man. Um, I, I'm still friends with him on, them on Facebook. But How long ago was this? Uh, about four or five years ago. Okay. Um, and I mean, there's some of my cl- classmates are actually instructors there now. Um, so once you're done with the course, they they ask you if you want to try out for the conservatory. And the conservatory is basically um, you become like part of like the pool of like f- quote unquote funny people mm-hmm. when they when they create a production there mm. they can hand pick you know who they want for that particular production okay and I didn't go there I didn't try, okay. for, the, I didn't <laughs> try for the conservatory yeah because I, did, I just didn't feel like I had it you know it um, but I mean I mean, back to the whole, you know, being at that comedy show in Greenwich, that, being there and experiencing that changed my whole perspective on comedy. Hmm. And it it kind of makes me wonder, like, if I didn't go, my wife uh, got us tickets to, you know, NYC and we ended up staying in, you know, in Manhattan. Long story short, we ended up going to the the comedy show and it fucking changed my life man hmm. I was actually very surprised how like I've told people that I went in there one person and came out a different person oh wow um uh, just it just it was just just weird incredible you know all that stuff um but I mean I know you have a show right yeah yeah, you should come, man. I know. I, I mean, it may not change your life, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, who knows, man? It, it, might, it might. It'll be a good time, for sure. Right, right. I, 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 always see, I always see it in the, in the events, and I'm like, I, I gotta go. And right now, my schedule is so weird. Um, like, I gotta be up at, like, fucking uh, four in the morning. You know? Oh, wow. So, I wish... You, you got a puppy? I do got a puppy. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, talk a little bit about your show, man. Oh, uh, well, actually, um, so yeah, so it started, I started the show at that bar where I did that. I think I remember that. Open mic. Yeah. So I started it there in 2011 and I started, I had a a friend of mine uh, help me out. He was like, DJ for the show, and then we did, uh, we would have karaoke after the show. Yep, I remember that. Uh, and it was a good time, man. It was a little solid little audience every, every month. And, um, and then, um, I moved it about five years ago to Simone's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Simone's just had this, like, really cool separate space that, be a better fit. Mm-hmm. So 
more traffic there in general and they were willing to pony up some dollars mm -hmm. um so yeah so it's been there ever since and uh we have a really fun show once a month the third wednesday of the month uh we have some of the best stand-up comics in the city uh we've even had some like national drop-in guests had yes. a chris uh red from saturday night live who's cool. a chicago native he stopped by and did a set last year um and then one other guy from new york who forgot his name have, have you ever been to any, any of the clubs in new york no no i haven't you really need to go yeah i have not been. even like the block around those clubs yeah it's just like buzzing with like you know i hate to say it that way but want to be comedians you know sure and, i'm sure yeah and just just the energy there is pretty cool yeah you need to go man okay even just to hang out on the corner just chill yeah out, you know that sounds exciting talk with the you know some of the you know who knows they might be fucking superstars later on but yeah I, I'm gonna warn you, you, you might wanna stay, man. You might wanna stick around a little and, you know, work work those crowds. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I would love to, you know, as a Chicago comic, you wanna go to places like New York and LA, and right. having, having attempted to maybe set a couple things up before you go, you know? True. Sure. some contacts yeah you know but that's not very easy either because they're they're themselves try, still trying to get stage right. time you know right like, ah, so, i can't help you i'm trying to help myself right <laughs> now. i mean these guys are passing off flyers man yeah like come to my show and i'm like i'm going over here man so mm -hmm. i mean yeah i guess looking at it like that <laughs> they can help you yeah <laughs> have you been to the what is it, the red room uh, yeah, yeah, I have. I uh, I, I know folks. That's what it's called, right? The Red Room yeah. Comedy Club or something. Yeah. yeah, I did a I did a, a set there. Nice. Um, and like their third or fourth show, I think. I've been meaning to go there. Yeah, right. go check it out, man. Right. When did they open? Uh, when it, when is this when is it the show? I mean, has it been there forever? No, no, not at all. No, it's just uh, it's maybe like two months old the actual venue like the show okay the show the venue is a whole other story yeah the venue talk about real chicago bro uh -huh. the venue is a bar they, they call that a callback in the business yes <laughs> they're astute of you like improv students huh? <laughs> uh, the venue is called uh the mark Two, no, the Mark Four, the, the Mark Two, no, the Mark Two, the Mark Two, mm -hmm. and um, it's a it's a bar that started off as one small, very very narrow storefront um, in the fifties. Oh wow! And it was open by a couple a married couple and um they still own the bar bro oh all right they're like in their 80s right. and they still own the bar and they're there every night <laughs> and uh their sons and their grandsons now basically run the whole thing yeah. um and I met this couple, uh -huh. uh, lovely couple, uh, freaking, uh, I don't, don't want to get this, Peter and Stephanie. Okay. I can't remember their last name, but they're in their 80s. And they're just, man, they had so many stories. They're like, yeah, we opened this bar as a married couple in, I think it was 57, they said. Wow. And then he was like, look behind you. And there was like this pole. He was like, you see where that pole is? That's where the bar ended. And it was like literally right behind me, you yeah. know. 
He was like, that's how small this place was. And then we just kept on expanding mm. and expanding. He's like, and the last room we built was like a VIP room. But, you know, it's been a really long time since we really used that room for much. So that's what they, that's what, that's what is the, where the comedy show is at. Right. Uh, in oh, that okay. space. It's, called, it's like, you know, sort of like a VIP cigar room. Mm-hmm. It's got a tiny little bar in there, and so they basically transformed that into a, you know a little a little like comedy showroom, um, and uh, and so there's these two comics, uh, Khalil and Julia, who who produced the show. Okay. And so um, so yeah, it's a neat little show. Yeah, yeah, you should go uh, check it out, man. Yeah, I mean they're like every, every Saturday. Yeah, it's like ten bucks, right? Something like that. Something like that, yeah. It's a really interesting room too. They, somebody said that, that, that they used to call that the uh, cocaine and hookers room. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a very narrow building, is it? It's three store. It's three almost. It's way bigger than it looks like from okay. the, the 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 outside of it. Yeah. Does not give you any indication of what's inside. Right. It's very deceptive, oh, especially because there's like some trees in front, yeah. and you can't really see. Right. But trust me, once you go inside, you'll be like, "Whoa!" Especially because like <laughs> they have a a whole like section with pool tables yeah. and darts. Uh, yeah, it's a it's, oh, it's pretty big. It's it's pretty big, and the crowd is so interesting. The uh, the bar goers in there because it's like so diverse, man. Like, you know what? And that's one of the things I love about this area, man, is like the diversity. Yeah. I wish like Little Village was like that, you know? Yeah. Or when we first looked at our house, um, you know, we went to the open house, you know, we called our realtor and put a bid in, um, but we were kind of cruising around and, you know, there's these Jewish kids, you know, yeah. with their yarmulke, there's the Arab kids with their, you know, I don't know what that traditional... Mm-hmm. Like, Closes, and I turned to my wife. I'm like, I want to live here, man. Like, mm-hmm. this seems like a really nice place to, you know, grow up. I mean, mm-hmm. and live. And I go back to the neighborhood, like Little Village, and I'm like, fuck, man. Like, what the hell, man? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it just kind of makes me sad, man. And I, I, I hate even talking about Little Village nowadays because it makes me feel like, like, I mean. It's not really much good to say about it, man. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's all in, in the perspective, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, it really is, though, you know, because, like, I mean, I can... Do you still have family in the... In yeah, room? my mom is still there. Right. My mom is there and my nephew. Uh, my nephew lives in the same building with my mom um, and his... his uh, his lady and their their son and um yeah bro it's all it's you know it's like what are you what are you what are you gonna choose to focus on what are you gonna choose to look at right like just i mean especially when you think about like you know the kind of stuff that uh your mom's been involved in right and all the positive things that have happened right you know and it's really hard I mean, because I, I, I totally get where you're coming from. It's hard because, like, the the positive shit isn't the shit we hear every day. Right. You know, it's it's just not. It's not the stuff that gets in the news. Right. It's not the stuff that gets in the paper. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, you really have to sort of, like, you know, know folks who are doing that stuff. Right. And, uh, and there is. There is so much... Uh, positive things well, going on I think in 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 the neighborhood and uh but it's just this constant well, constant battle they interviewed my mom recently um there's some muggings with a bat in the neighborhood and they interviewed my mom and before she got on camera my mom was like what telling the reporter like you know what when it's a good story it's Pilsen mm-hmm. um but if when it's a good story, it's Pilsen, even though it's Little Village. When it's a bad story, it's Little Village, even though it's Pilsen. And, you know... <laughs> and... That becomes a thing, you know? That becomes a thing of... 
you kind of have to when you're reading the article you kind of have to okay the first thing I do I put, okay where is it where did this happen yeah and then I'll read it and it's like it's definitely on the little village side and I'm like motherfucker man like yeah like what the fuck and then you another article you read it and it's you know something bad and it's like that's that's definitely a Pilsen like address like why yeah why? so even then it's 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 almost like it's working against you know like people are like almost like unconsciously like hell bent on making little village stay looking bad yeah and yeah i mean every neighborhood has its own share of you know uh, problems right but i mean the last time i was in, like maybe two times ago i was in going to go visit my mom i see some you know childhood friend and i'm like he's a gangbanger and i'm like what's up and he's like, what's up, man? And I'm like, where the hell have you been? And he's like, I've been, I was locked up. I'm like, all right. And then as we're talking, um, some guy walks towards us and his face is all punched in, like bleeding. And he's, oh, shit. he's telling dude, call, call an ambulance, call an ambulance. Yeah. And as they're kind of like chit-chatting, I'm like, I'm gonna go to my mom's, man. <laughs> so, right, please. Uh, I can't get in the middle of this right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I go to my mom's, do you know whatever I was gonna do there, and then I come back and I see the my childhood friend just kind of on his own, and the dude being already being tended to by uh, I think it was firemen. Yeah. Like, you know, cleaning up his wounds and stuff. And I'm like, what happened to dude? He's like, he got jumped. This was like. Two in the afternoon, you know. I, 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 you know, I, I, I wish, I wish I could, like, say a positive, recent positive story about like sure. my neighborhood, but it's just not there, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guy, ain't seen it. So I mean, I mean, here's a positive story. Yeah, walk a couple blocks to Los Gallos. And have the best carne and sujugo in the Midwest. I know that stuff is delicious. And that's another thing too. I, I cannot. It's hard for me to eat tacos anywhere but Little Village. Okay, oh, wait, dude, wait, dude. Wait, let wait. me tell you. Let me tell you. Perfect before example. We go, before, before we go any, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say perfect. Tell me a good taco joint. Not a good burrito joint, not a good, you know, torta joint. Tell me a good taco joint on the north side. Brother man, here's what you just indicated. You have not uh-huh. ventured outside of your immediate blocks. Because I could name all kinds of very good places to get tacos around here. First of all, you go north of me, two weeks. In Ridge, Mi Pueblo, Numero Dos. You know, I think I've had. Very st- good. I think I've had stuff from there. Very good tacos. I don't think I had the tacos. On. Go north of where you're at on um, California and Tui. This little hole in the wall called El Terco Leon. Okay, no. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it. Go in there. By the alley, right? Yeah, right. Those tacos are pretty decent. They okay, have. Okay. They have uh, synchronizados, uh-huh. uh, and very, 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 you know, okay, good, good, very good. decent tacos. Uh, very, you know, uh, and then, and then, fucking take your pick on Clark, bro. You got a pulpo loco, which is I've, mostly I've mariscos, yeah. but the, 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 their tacos are very good. You got this other place um, called El Pecado, Jeez, dude, which dude. has a, a, a really cool little courtyard in the back. Tacos, you know, very decent, very edible, mm-hmm. you know, like none of these places are going to wow you, mm-hmm. pero son taquerías mexicanas. Right. You know, these are, these are Mexican folks, working class folks. Running their little taquerias. Uh, it, and then uh, you have you have 
Motherfucker, bro. Dude, every, this is, this every, is how prepared I am for this conversation. Every and I'm going to tell you why I'm prepared. Every single one you mentioned right now, I've cruised by it, but I've never gone in. You have to try them. You you have to. I mean, that's... Look it. And then, and then I'm going to tell you why I, I have this list. Yeah. So, there's El Chorro. Uh-huh. Uh... I'm sorry, it's called El, El, El Chorrito. It's on... Um, <laughs> because El Chorro is something completely different. <laughs> El Chorrito. It's on... Um, it's on Devon and Clark. I heard There's a it. bar right there called Dino's. Uh-huh. It's right next to the bar. Okay. It's in between Dino's and Touche, okay. a gay uh, leather strap store. <laughs> okay. And bar. Oh, um, by uh, Devon Hardware. Devon and Clark. But Devon Hardware is right there. Yeah, right, 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 right. right okay. Right, right. So El Chorito, mm-hmm. Taqueria right there. And then uh, uh, further down on Clark North, you have uh, La Chosa. You have, um, you know, I'm sorry, El Chorito. El Chorro is a whole other place on Clark. Is an well. actual place called yeah, El Chorro? Yeah, El Chorro, yeah. <laughs> El Chorro, La Chosa, El Chorito. Okay. All three of them. Okay. <laughs> Then there's this place further north on Clark called La Quetzala, which used to have excellent uh, lengua. There's Taqueria Hernandez. A, a, leng- a, a lengua guisado or just like... Lengua como para tacos. So it's just chopped up and yeah. cebolla, cebolla, cilantro. Yeah. Okay. I like I like lengua, but I like a, a, a But you could also guisado. get a lengua dish. Okay. But, yeah. There's Taqueria Hernandez, Restaurante Hidalgo. Rockies, I told you about El Cucu Loco, I told you about El Pecado, there's Mi Pueblo, Burrito King sells tacos, there's Terco Leon, there's this place called El Rey del Tacos y Sus Mariscos, which has like a little, a little patio, Taqueria Uptown, but that's, you know, kind of south, that's on Bryn Mawr. Yeah. Um, another place called El Pueblo, there's a place on Broadway, which is really pricey, called uh, El Sol de Mexico. <laughs> Pricey, what does that mean? Like, like bro, like, like their enchiladas are like twenty dollars. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah. Um, and then there's this place I want to check out. Oh, there's Los uh, Los Portales on Morse. Um, and there's this place I want to check out. I just walked by a Clark called uh, La Potosina, and they seem to specialize on like uh, you know dishes from. Potosi. Okay. Uh, so it has like, you know, St. Louis Potosi. And mole. Nice. I want to check that out. Bro, there's a, uh, there's a, there's a, there's a. Now I'm a little, a, I'm going to hang my head in shame. Like. Bro, uh, right here on Western and uh, Howard, uh-huh. there's a. La Michoacana. Nieves. That I know about. La Michoacana. Yeah, the Paleteria. Yeah. Um, Okay, okay. Yeah, I gotta expand. I think... Dude, do do this, do this. Yeah. Just go, go to Howard and Clark. I'll work my way there. And then just drive down Clark. So there's like two different tamale places. There's tamales, uh, uh, lo mejor de Michoacán. <sighs> um, and then there's another tamale joint owned by some Argenti- Argentinians. But it, the tamales oh. are actually oh the husband is Argentinian the wife is Mexican. Okay. Uh, and their tamales are really good. Uh, yeah, dude, there's supermercados on Clark. You can get. I bro. mean, I, I I've got the burritos at um, the burros at um, Cermac. Um, okay, you go to Cermac. Have you been to La Morelia? La Morelia on Western and two and like north of Tui. Yes. Okay, there's like a liquor store right next door to it. It's a yeah. little strip mall. Yeah. Yeah, that they have good, very good cooked food there. Dude, I, I went there one time, and um, I had some guy in the parking lot, some riffraff, come up to me, like, what are you wait asking me, like, what are you waiting for? And I'm like, what am I waiting for? Like, I'm, I'm just going to La Michoacana. Mm-hmm. And I was, I thought that was very weird that some random dude hanging out at the liquor store comes up to me and asks me, "What am I waiting for?" <laughs> you waiting for? I thought you were gonna rob the place. <laughs> <laughs> I was his accomplice. Like, let's go, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, 
So yeah, dude. Anyways, the reason I have this list is because, uh, and I actually told you about this when we were messaging each other. I want to do um, a sort of video podcast where I'm visiting all of these taquerias cool. with different people. Mm-hmm. You know, because for me, part of like uh, this experience moving up here has uh, it just given me a, a greater appreciation for the city as a whole, mm-hmm. you know, because I was like that fuck the north side guy, you know, mm-hmm. like fuck the north side, mm-hmm. and I still have that kind of attitude. Yeah, but Rogers Park is just it's it's its own, it's a whole different place, you know what I'm saying? And like, pe- like I had no idea there was twenty taquerias on Clark Street, right. you know, between Devon and Howard. You right. know, I had no idea there was like supermercados and there was like this many uh, Mexicanos all the way up here, you know, and um, and I think that like m- our people from Little Village would be just as shocked like if we brought them up here for a little tour and yeah. like, hey man, yeah. check this out. Well, I mean, I, I, like I said, I'm hanging my head in shame because I feel like there's a lot of those places that I just kind of cruise by and I would see them over and over Dude, and over. park your car and walk. Yeah. You know, and then you just walk into some of the joints. You know, if you can get an $8 haircut from a Mexican lady, <laughs> you're in the Mexican neighborhood. <laughs> right. They have panaderia, you know, a couple of them. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm definitely going to... How the hell do we start talking about taco or Mexican food? I'm trying to figure out where, where our path started. I don't know. <laughs> Living in Westridge. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I just flat out asked you, have you had a good taco? But, like, my go-to, probably because it's the closest and it's it's very good, is Mi Pueblo, right here in Tui. You know? Um, everything isn't great, you know, but it's very good, you know? Um... Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I, I think on that note, we can uh, um, continue another time. We're running almost an hour already. <laughs> I mean, whatever you say, bro. I'm, no, to... I'm just I'm basically in my kitchen having a conversation with someone drinking a beer. So I know, I know, I know. this isn't really any sort of strenuous structured exercise uh, for me (laughs) (laughs) no but uh yeah man i think it was a awesome conversation with you i remember this is this is my second episode man so i think this is going to be your most interesting by far (laughs) if you don't say so yourself (laughs) no look we're both named jaime we're both from little village we both moved to west ridge um, how old are you? I'm 43. Okay, I'm a little bit older than you. Um, well, I, I think you're on a song, man. I think I think this was. But other than that, so far, dude, I, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm going at minimum invite you to the next place I try tacos from. Yeah. In Rogers Park. Yeah. Because uh, pretty sure I've hit almost all of them, but there's probably a couple left. <laughs> All right, hi man. Thank you for the interview. All right, man. Thanks. Boom. All right. How about that? Um, um, there was um the the song was a little bit better in this one from the first one. Um, I've got better mics now. Um, uh, I think I got a better setup now, but um, I've already um, had another interview with another friend that'll be next week. Come out next week. Uh, we'll talk about it, um, or I'll post something about it uh, later on. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, and I uh, hope you have an awesome day or night or whatever wherever you are right now.
Okay, thanks. Bye.